if you're hungry for more. Hello everybody, it is great to be with everybody this evening and um, I'm excited, I'm actually uh, meeting you from a different location tonight so I'm super excited about coming live to you and um, just trying out new equipment, new things so please be gracious with us, I think that everything should be up and running um, as normal in the very very near future so hopefully everything will run smoothly tonight. I hope that the sound is good and you can all hear me very clearly so if you can just give me maybe a little thumbs up that'll be awesome and I'll know that everything is good and you can hear me. I'm going to wait just a couple of minutes before we get started just to see to it that everybody is connected and um, it's the middle of summer I tell you the weather is hot but it's awesome to be with you guys and um, just really excited about you know just about everything excited about what the Lord is doing and um, yeah so tonight's subject is praise and worship and I'm excited to be talking about this is probably one of my absolute favorite subjects praise and worship is something that I love and over the last couple of years I've come to realize that it's a very personal thing a very a personal thing and many people are very very passionate about it as well Everybody's kind of got a little bit of a different opinion on, um, you know, what type of worship they like and, you know, and, and what type of music they enjoy. So, uh, you know, yes, uh, you know, uh, just again, it's one of those one of those subjects that I think is is, is a bit is, is sort of intense when it comes to different opinions and, and everything. But the Bible is very clear about worship. And I think that uh, I think that God is very serious about worship as well i think that he is um without any doubt uh you know the bible says that he's seeking those to worship him in spirit and truth so if god is actually seeking for those it must be something very important so we know that it's something that is important to god um, it's something that he definitely loves and throughout scripture from the old testament all the way into the new testament praise and worship is something that is done um, you know, passionately <clears throat> to God. It's very interesting because a lot of people's opinion when it comes to, you know, praise and worship is, you know, it, it shouldn't be so loud or, you know, some denominations have very loud music and some denominations have very, very sort of calm music, almost hymn type music. You know, um, the Bible is very, very illustrative when it comes to the different types of praise and worship. Uh, one of my favorite characters in scripture and i'm sure most of you will um sort of agree is when it comes to praise and worship i think david is without any doubt one of the most colorful characters uh, on the subject of praise and worship and i really believe that david is someone that experienced sort of levels that no others really got to when it comes to intimacy with god and i honestly believe that a lot of that is because of you know his heart for praise and worship i just want to give a shout out i can see so many of you on here mike cornell and nick and ashley you know tara dj thank you guys so much henry you know catherine there's so many of you that are, are connected and it's awesome to have you all here tonight's broadcast is by the way 100 percent live so i am going to be um, opening it up for questions in just a little bit i felt like tonight would be an awesome subject to talk about because obviously I'm a pastor, um, we have an idea of what we like as worship music, and we also have, a, you know, specifically a a direction that we want to go in with regards to our worship. I think the most important thing for me is, uh, as a pastor is I want to create an atmosphere where people can worship God. Um, you know, I've spent a little bit of time recently talking to the band uh, about their, you know, just where they are in worship, and we're working hard as a team at Oceans Unite to really, you know, get our worship to create that atmosphere, the atmosphere for the presence of God. You know, when we look at Scripture and we see how David built, you know, he built the uh, the tabernacle in the in the wilderness, the tabernacle of David, where the Ark of the Covenant was set. It was incredible because. David had instructed the psalmists to play instruments and sing and worship 24 hours a day. So it was obviously something that he realized was 
pleasing to the Lord. And he wanted to do this. And I mean, you just look at the Psalms, at the beauty of the Psalms, the intimacy of the Psalms. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Psalms, how they start sometimes when somebody's in a situation of grief and then suddenly the Lord begins to speak so clearly. But worship is, 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 just, is just, extremely, um, just extremely powerful, guys. And I hope that tonight, when, when I kind of open this up, I want to I hear from you um, tonight, you know, just your, your input, your, your opinion. This is not to, 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 you know, to uh, in any way, um, you know, uh, run anybody down or any church down or any different type of expression down in any way. But, you know, it's interesting just to kind of, you know, get a feel for what people enjoy. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sort of start by, by talking a little bit about my own personal self. Um, you know, it's not, it's definitely uh, not one of those, you know, for me, worship is basically, it's just an, an, an absolute way for me to get into the presence of God. You know, praise, we know that the garment of praise is for the spirit of heaviness. Praise is where we clap hands. Praise is where we shout. Um, you know, and, and that's one of the things I think, you know, uh, in certain expressions in the body of Christ, and again, I'm not criticizing, there's not a lot of room for, for praise. There's not a lot of room for shouting. There's not a lot of room for clapping hands, you know, for, for getting loud. And, you know, there's no question that scripturally that praise is a powerful, powerful thing. You know, the, the Psalms speak about praise just over and over and over and over. You know, Psalm 145, verse number two says, Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever. You know, the Hebrew word there for praise is actually to shout. It's, it's to, to sing praises, to celebrate, to praise highly. So, uh, you know, clearly praise is expressive and, and loud and exciting. You know, also we, we, we also praise another expression of praise is another Hebrew word, zmer. It's actually Z-M-R. And it says, Oh God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute, harp. I will awaken the dawn. And this suggests praising with an instrument. So there's no doubt that praise and expressive praise, loud praise, there's a place for that in the church. It's something that we should do. It's something that we will do because it is, it is just so powerful. It is just so powerful, you know, just worshiping God, praising and getting into that, you know, that atmosphere. I don't know if you've ever been to a church service where maybe you've had a bad week or things didn't go so great for you. And all of a sudden you walk in and the praise starts and the atmosphere changes and your heart just begins to leap with joy. And it's a joy you never had before. And suddenly you start to feel a whole lot better. And, and you're, you're just your whole spirit and the atmosphere, attitude and everything just completely changes when we begin to praise praise is so so powerful one of uh, I, I just remember you know so many different times going to a service and the praise gets so intense and the praise gets so loud and and powerful that literally it, it affects me and, and 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 then i would re remember then sometimes you know and even we do that at ocean sometimes we kind of break between praise and worship uh, with the with the offering and announcements and stuff like that, I'd get so upset because I just wanted to carry on praising, you know. Um, but it's difficult because you you know there's so much you need to get in with the whole service, you know. Uh, and and these are things again that you know that as a church we are evolving and we're wanting to grow and you know create more of more place for for more praise and worship. Um, I do want to say this and i think it's important that i do say this i don't think that you know praise and worship now again i know this is a very personal thing and it's a very very um you know intimate thing for for everybody and everybody's expression again is different we are made differently created differently so we will be you know be different uh you know personally i i don't like you know um I don't like it when it gets chaotic. That's just me personally. You know, obviously when God, when the spirit of the Lord breaks out and, you know, the, you know, we all chaotic, that's kind of different because, you know, that, that sort of um, ecstatic praise is, is actually in unity. It's not breaking the flow. But when people sort of sometimes get out of control and, you know, and it sort of breaks the flow and creates you know, attention seeking, or even if it's unintentional, it does break the flow and people then start losing their focus on God. I don't think that's really a good thing. I just want to sort of say this, and I think this is important. There's definitely a difference between praise and worship. 
there's definitely a difference between praise and worship. Praise is, as I said, it's definitely louder. It's definitely, you know, um, clapping, shouting, playing with instruments. And we give praise to God. We give appreciation. We give thanksgiving. You know, that's what praise actually means. We throw up our hands. We clap our hands. That's what praise really means. Whereas worship is definitely more intimate. Uh, you know, worship is when we, when we, you know, when we sort of bow before the Lord, when we humble ourselves before God, and the and the music adjusts accordingly. You know, where our hearts begin to become tender before God, and we express our love and adoration, and you know, and our and our just our thanksgiving to Him for for what He's done for us, and and also worship is when we absolutely adore God, when we just adore Him and just come before him and, and and just you know express our our, our, our thanks our love our our hearts towards him uh, for me personally worship is my moment worship is when I just absolutely you know that's the part I enjoy the most don't get me wrong I love the praise but the worship part is when I just get before God and I just you know just open my heart every single day without fail I will spend time in worship with the Lord because worship forms part of my prayer. Uh, I, I do not pray without worship music. It's, you know, you know, we talk about getting in the spirit or, you know, connecting with the spirit of, of God, with the Holy Spirit. For me, the, the doorway to that is thanksgiving and praise. And, and that's scriptural too. You know, we, we enter his courts and, and his gates with thanksgiving and praise. So no question that definitely is scriptural. But again, we see how David, you know, would, would have this, this, this desire you know, to, to have this music and, and intimacy with, with the Lord. You know, at Oceans, <clears throat> I do something a little unique, and I know this is not always everybody's cup of tea, uh, but for me, I even have music sort of playing in the background when I preach uh, very, very softly, and it's very, very intimate, and it really does affect the way that I minister. I actually did a wedding not too long ago, and at the wedding, I um, somebody, the, the, the bride, wanted worship music in the background, and it was like the best wedding I've ever done. It was like the pre, the words, different words came out. Like my spirit was was quickened, and it was just it was more anointed than normal than a normal wedding. It was just completely different because that's what worship does, you know. And we see two two times in scripture, you know, where worship is used when it comes to connecting to the spirit. The one time is when David plays the harp, and the distressing spirit leaves Saul, you know. So we see how you know worship affects the spiritual climate worship music affects the spiritual atmosphere we also see um you know with with we see with Saul we also see with the prophet Elijah when he requests a minstrel to come and play for him so that he can prophesy so again no question that that that, that the spirit of the Lord that's upon him is affected is quickened by that worship music so you know again I know that everybody's different and you know, some people are very, very strong about, you know, not being emotional or not getting your feelings involved. Well, you know, the Bible does say we should love the Lord with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our strength. The soul is actually your will, your emotions. You know, so I believe that we should worship God with everything, with every part of who we are. And worshipers, I really believe true worshipers, people that really love worship a lot, will do that they will they will just they will want music worship a lot you know they just really love that intimacy and you know with god so so yeah for, for me it's just it's just one of my absolute favorite things as i said i start my morning up my morning off with worship i get into the presence of god i actually have two or three songs that i that i that i play i actually wanted to try and do that tonight but i know there's all kinds of copyright stuff and all kinds of weird things so i need to I need to just try and figure that out, um, how to do that in the future. But I would have loved to have actually played some music for you guys, put on some of my instrumental music so you can kind of hear what I what I do. Um, you know, I'm a very big fan of New Wine Worship. I love their worship. I, I, for me, it just it, it gets me into the spirit really fast. I just absolutely love it. Um, I have been in, in church services, guys, where the worship is so powerful and so intimate that that like the presence of God fills that place and I've uh, you know preaching is not even able to take place on certain evenings because of praise and worship and I believe that our band at Oceans we are working towards that 
again, we're trying to find our identity with our worship. And, and I believe the band is getting there. Unity is so important. So, you know, everybody comes from different places with different ideas. And I love each and every one of them. But it takes time to build that unity and be able to get into a really good flow and get comfortable with each other and trust one another. So we are definitely getting there, um, finding our sound, finding the worship that the congregation loves. Um, just interesting, just kind of throw this out there a little bit as well. You know, I, I really um, have noticed that there's a lot of people that enjoy some of the older type music. You know, when I say older type music, you know, I'm just talking about, you know, like it is well with my soul or, you know, um, you know, just just some of the more s sort of older hymn type music, you know, they like to kind of throw that in there. It doesn't have to be really like really uh, sort of, um, you know, in, in an older style. It can be a little bit more modernized, but most certainly those type of songs are definitely enjoyed by, by many, many people, you know. So we like to kind of, you know, throw that in there and, and also just add that in there. Um, you know, I think the most important thing, and this is what I'm going to sort of finish off with, and then I'm going to begin to open up for, for, for questions. Tonight's not going to be theological. It's more about just getting a feel for what you guys want when it comes to praise and worship, what you guys enjoy when it comes to, to praise and worship, and, you know, what affects you spiritually when, when you put on music. What's your favorite worship song? These are things I want to just kind of hear from you this evening. And, and you know, we at the church will also take note of these things and, and, and go and have a look and, and see maybe we can, you know, if there's one that's a lot of people like, we might even add it in there. I don't know. But definitely, I love, like, you know, some of the older worship songs. I find that they are very intimate, written very, very purposefully, you know, very, very scripturally. I love worship music that is scriptural where the worship is more scripture, or I love worship music that is, you know, adoration to God. So what I mean by that is I don't really, I'm not a big fan of music about, you know, about, you know, I'm having a bad day and, you know, it's, it's all about me kind of thing. I really like worship music that is, I'm singing to the Lord. You know, the worship is to God. So, you know, we talk to him and we tell him how he's holy and how he's wonderful and how he's, you know, my rescuer and my savior. And, you know, so basically you're speaking scripture almost back in your adoration and thanksgiving and praise. That to me is real, true, intimate worship. Even the praise part, you know, um, sometimes I like to sing about how, you know, how we have authority and things like that. I enjoy that. But even the praise part, you know, I, you know, just intimate praise, you know, more towards God, speaking to God in our praise and worship. I think that is so important. I think our song choices when it comes to that are, is really, really important. I think we need to be very purposeful about choosing songs that actually are more praise type songs. Um. I, I, I think that, you know, when you when you're a pastor like I am and you and you have a, a church service, there's really only so much that you can do, you know, and as time goes on, as I say, we will begin to you know, find exactly the way God wants us to do this. But, you know, we, we definitely do do our best to try and create that atmosphere of worship for a pastor. There's nothing better than the, than the atmosphere is built by the by the worship coming from the platform and the worship coming from the congregation if the congregation isn't engaged in the worship the atmosphere will not change and it's totally different going up to preach when the atmosphere hasn't been built or affected by the praise and worship than it is when when the atmosphere has been changed when you go up there and that atmosphere has changed it's like the heavens are open and it's just it's just amazing how different it really is so yes, let, let me let me start by by kind of just opening it up. Any questions about praise and worship that you have, I'll do my best to answer them. And then also at the same time, let me hear from you and you know and and let me hear from you and see what it is that you enjoy. What what songs do you really like? I'm going to do my best to answer everybody. If I miss you, please forgive me. But we will go through some of these again just to kind of get that feel, you know, for for how for what you guys out there enjoy. Um, you know, I can see, you know, just already some of the comments coming through. Um, I long, uh, you know, Tiffany says, I love songs that sing his name, El Shaddai, Yeshua, Ancient of Days. El Shaddai, Tiffany, is one of my absolute favorites. El Shaddai, the band knows if they put that on, I'm going to just absolutely, it's one of those songs that just really is intimate and powerful. Mary, this is for the band. Check out. So the, the band, I hope you guys are watching. There's a couple of songs there that Mary's 
uh, you know, put in there that I think are really good. Definitely, I think one of the songs that we've written at the church, One King, is such a beautiful, powerful, intimate worship song um, that I think, uh, you know, just, I, I remember we did this event, and, I, you know, I wish I could pause all the questions because I see that coming in here, but we did this event at Freedom Church a couple of years ago, and man, the band was just on point, and we just, we went in there, it was almost like a spiritual warfare atmosphere, and boom, we broke into one king, and the heavens were just, oh man, I tell you, I could, it was amazing. Like the prophetic was, un, you know, really released in me, and I was declaring things. But you could just tell that God was moving. So a song like One King is amazing for something like that. Really, really powerful. Jeremy Riddle, I agree. Felicia, absolutely awesome, awesome author. Um, you know, the song that, that Pastor William wrote, I think it's Psalm 18, that is one of my personal favorite favorite worship songs and I'm, I'm talking about worship songs as in just like totality not only what oceans wrote but completely that is just such a powerful powerful worship song um and it just is so scriptural and just just so intimate and i just absolutely love it um you know mike is talking about minor keys you're getting clever now mike minor keys definitely definitely does seem to be something that a lot of people seem to like especially you know sort of um you know some of the prophetic guys like minor keys revelation song has a strong anointing to it thank you so much yes revelation song is absolutely beautiful robert william william that's you i see um yes one you are my hiding place is also very very powerful very 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 powerful song um yes thank you guys so many great songs that you that you that you you know posting here we'll definitely go and 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 again take a look at some of these songs i think they're awesome um but for me um you know i just really enjoy those those intimate intimate worship songs uh, you know, uh, I can also, I can also really, I love getting into just sometimes just some, some, some intimate instrumental worship, you know, just getting into the presence of God with, with just inst instrumental music, um, Holy Forever, uh, Scarlet West, definitely a great song, Catherine, The Blessing by Kerry Job. The Blessing is so special because The Blessing, again, is, there's so much scripture in that, and I mean, there couldn't be a better blessing that is actually sang and 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 done just so awesome. Okay, here's a question. I'm curious about doing from Taylor. I'm curious about doing flag worship at churches, and how that plays into praise and worship. I know several churches that have people doing expressive dance with banners and flags. Great question. I want to answer that question. So for us at Oceans, you know. We, we began the church eight years ago, and I know it sounds like quite a long time already, but it's actually been, for me, it's been like just so real quick. Um, but uh, flag worship and dancing is something that I, I think can definitely be added at a specific time. But I also think it can't just be like, and this again, this is my opinion. This is not like this is how it is, or this is right, or this is wrong. But as the senior pastor that, you know, is leading the church, for me personally, I I really believe that it has to be very well organized, very purposeful, uh, you know, and, and you know, just because, again, for you know, I don't, you never want something to be a distraction with worship. You know, I went to a church service many years ago. I'm not going to mention the church. It's nowhere local. And um, I was in the church and everybody had flags and I was getting hit in the head the whole time with the flag. I, I couldn't worship. I couldn't enjoy the experience. And it was very distracting and very chaotic and i don't believe that that's how it should be now again i'm not criticizing anybody that does that if that's what you want to do go ahead and do that but i just feel everything should be done as scripture says decently and in order you know uh, so everything everything we do in church must have purpose why are we doing it why are we bringing worship uh, flags in why are we bringing dances in you got to be very careful with bringing dances in because you know, it, it can be very, very distracting. But I think if you do have them come in and they do specific dances, maybe like at feast times during Feast of Tabernacles or, you know, have a specific event or maybe you could bring them in, you know, at, at when you plan to do more worship. I think that I think there's a place for it. I definitely think it's something that we would consider doing in the future. We've never really had the room before. Uh, but we are now growing and, and we have more room. So we could definitely, you know, perhaps, you know, consider doing something like that. But again, well choreographed, well organized, and purposeful. 
you know, I don't know about you, but when I worship, my eyes are closed. I don't want to be looking at anybody, you know, and, um, you know, and I know that people say, well, that's the way that they express their worship. And I understand that. But, you know, I mean, you know, we, you could turn around and, and it could be something else that somebody feels they want to express themselves with. Now, if I make an exception for one, I have to make any exception for another one. So, you know, um, yes, it's definitely something that you shouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's a place for it, no doubt. I've seen flag worship and, and dance worship be extremely powerful, but when it was very purposeful with real anointing and real purpose. So yes, definitely something that, that I'm glad you asked the question. Great question. Definitely something that I'd like to, you know, perhaps see more of in the future. But I do want, do feel that it's important that it's done in a, in a very, very orderly way. Um, you know, so, so yes, man, I see you guys are all busy, you know. Okay, I see you guys are all busy posting questions. Okay, I have a, uh, I have a, a question. Do you believe that the musicians in the church should get paid? Um, I think that, first of all, uh, when a church starts out, they definitely can't pay the musicians um, because nobody gets paid in the beginning for a, a season. Uh, I think that a lot of the musicians, um, you know, some musicians would want to do it without getting paid. Uh, I do think that if a church can pay their musicians, and the musicians are extremely, you know, committed and put in an enormous amount of time. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I really think it's a difficult question to to answer, you know, because I can't put any church in. So this church, you know, and that you can't necessarily compare to a different church. So you know, it just absolutely depends. You know, I remember growing up with my um, in my dad's church when I was younger in an, in a smaller church. You know, all the musicians were professional. They were all professional musicians. I mean, these guys could play and they could worship and not one of them got played and they were very very committed you know but then i know other churches where everybody gets paid you know from the, the you know the drummer the every single one of them gets paid so you know i really do think it depends it's a it's a very very difficult question to answer do i think there's anything wrong with musicians getting paid i don't think there's anything wrong with it i think that every, anyone that serves and really puts their heart into it uh, i think that it's a good thing that they get paid something you know eventually um, most of our musicians at Oceans, we, they don't get paid. You know, we have, it's really only our full-time staff that that um, that get paid, and, and we you know we try this and that. But you know, as time goes on, we will probably begin to remunerate some of our musicians in some way. Good question, but again, it really depends on the circumstances. All right, let me see um, some more questions. Okay, this is a good question. Love this. These are the kind of questions I'm looking for, guys. Um, uh, Sharon asked the question Ron wants to know how you feel about people coming up front during worship I don't have any problem um, personally with it I've been in many churches where they actually block off the front um, because they don't want people coming to the front and again this is personal preference um, you know we've had situations where one or two people have come to the front during worship and I really believe that in those circumstances that I've that I'm that I'm speaking about that I've seen at Oceans, uh, I have not felt in any way that that has been done in a way where they're trying to get attention. But you've got to be careful, guys, because people come to the front, you know, sometimes because they they want to be seen. You know, um, you know, and that's not a good thing because because people, you know, again, the purpose of worship is intimacy with God. You know. Um, you know, you don't have to come to the front to get closer to God. And I know sometimes that, you know, being at the altar, there's something about that that is very, very special. Um, you know, but we have to be careful today, you know, as well, because, you know, we, we have situations where we've had, we have had situations where people want to get to the front or want to do something when it's not really the right situation. Um, and, and it can then cause a great distraction if now someone is doing something out of control, uh, you know, but... I think it just depends from situation to situation. If someone comes to the front and they go on their knees and they begin to worship, I personally don't have much of a problem with that. Um, you know, but if someone comes to the front and they start, you know, getting out of control or they start being rowdy or they start being distracting, I think I would have a problem with that. So, you know, um, again, you know, there's there's something powerful about being in unity. There's something powerful about 
you know, being in one accord, you know, I've been in, in worship services where, where, I mean, it literally felt like it was raining on us. It was so powerful and intimate and no one was in the front, you know, and then I have been in church services where people have gone to the front. You can see the Lord's busy with them and, and I don't have an issue with that. But it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult. It's not an easy one all the time, especially because, you know, because it, because there, there can be some, you know, some, some people that have got the wrong motives. You know, um, you know, I remember hearing a, a, a preacher once say, you know, that some people want to come to the front to dance and, you know, they come to the front to the dance and then they're beating their wife during the week. You know, that's not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a, it's, 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 a, it's a tough one. We definitely do the best that we can to, again, sort of, you know, interpret every situation individually. Uh, I, I, I've seen people come forward, don't have a problem with it. But then unfortunately, I've seen other times when it has been very, very out of control. We don't want that to happen. All right, let's have a look. Any more questions? I can see all the comments about um, different types of music, which I absolutely love. Uh, Lord, I need you. I see Maria, uh, you, you, you wrote there, Lord, I need you. That's also an absolute awesome one. The Blood of Jesus is one of my favorites. As the Deer is a great song. How Great Thou Art is absolutely powerful. Absolutely powerful. So um, any more comments that you guys have, any more questions about praise and worship? Anything you want to know? Again, I didn't get theological tonight about it. I've done some really great teachings, you know, in the past on praise and worship specifically. So I didn't really want to do that. I kind of wanted to get a feel again just for, you know, what you guys, what you guys think. What is considered out of control during worship? I think anything that is distracting is out of control. As soon as someone is distracting and takes their attention away from God, I would say that that's out of control. Um, I think that it's very important that we are mindful of, you know, the spirit and unity. You know, every time the spirit breaks out in the Bible, we always see one accord. So there's no one that's, you know, gone and done their own thing. It's always one accord. It's one flow. It's, you know, it's orderly, even if it's loud or expressive, you know, on the day of Pentecost, you know, tongues of fire set on each of them, not on one of them, on each of them, you know, so there's, there's a flow, you know, there's a flow to the spirit, the spirit doesn't normally, you, you don't normally see, you know, one person, and if one person does do something, and it is the spirit, you will find that it will, what will happen is you'll find that there will be a, a continuation of it. So if it breaks out through one person because something really does happen spiritually, uh, there will be a there will be a the, the, there will be a unity in it. In other words, people will progress towards it, or it will break out everywhere. It won't just be one in itself, you know. And I'm specifically speaking about you know in praise and worship now, not necessarily when it comes to the gifts of the spirit. So I would say that you know that would be considered out of control, break, breaking breaking that that flow. Um, you know, uh, I think that, okay, the question is, are out of control worshipers asked to leave or warned first? Um, I can't, again, I can't speak for every church. Every church is different. Um, you know, at Oceans, I definitely think we are very, very cautious when it comes to um, asking people, you know, if there is a situation where there's a major distraction, we are very, very good. The team is very, very good at asking people, um, you know, to just you know, be cautious. But again, I mean, it's been so seldom that we've ever had a situation that's been a problem. We've really had very, very few situations where there's been a problem. But yes, definitely warned first, without a question. No one would ever just be told to leave. And if that happens, that's probably wrong. So we would never, we would never do that unless there's a very, very good reason for it. All right, man, that's an, that's a challenging question. I can definitely not answer that on behalf of other pastors. That would be totally wrong because everyone's protocol in a church is completely different. I will say this, though. I think it's very, very important that when you're going to a place for the first time or you're new to a place, that you first find out what's going on in that house. It's like when you visit somebody's house, you don't just, you know, you, you go in with good manners and, and you go in with, with um, you know, with order, decent and order and have a look at what's going on first. You know, you respect the house rules. That's just the way that that's the way that it goes in any house. Never mind at, at our church in any place. I think that that's really, really important. You know. All right. Are there specific songs or sounds that you find um, active activate your gifting? 
uh, more than others. Uh, you know, I, I haven't really focused on like, you know, minor keys or major keys or anything like that. For me, as I said earlier on, it's really more about, you know, just, you know, worship that is very, very intimate, that is very, very purposeful towards God. Um, you know, I really love some of the older worship. I find that that, you know, very intimate, very instrumental. Lots. I love piano. I love violin. I love stuff like that. You know, I really enjoy, I enjoy, uh, I really enjoy, you know, that, that type of, of worship, you know, um, you know, when we sing to God and it's very, very intimate. Man, I wish I could actually play some songs for you guys because that would be so much fun. Um, you know, but, but yeah, Mike, it's kind of like one of those things, you know, it's, it's you know there's there's about three or four songs you know that i listen to every day i have this one song by new one um there's one song by new one that that is very very powerful to me and i'm gonna i'm gonna actually i'm gonna i'm gonna get it for you i'm not gonna play it but it's basically it's psalm 91 that they sing but they actually it's she actually it's music and then she actually says she reads the psalm and, and I listen to this every single day without fail. Every single day when I start my worship, I am absolutely, you know, because it's scripture, it's just something that I, that I love. I just, I start my day with, with that every single day, you know, um, without fail, that'll be either the first or second song that I, that I, that I, you know, I love to try and get into the spirit as quick as I can when I worship. Because then I have more time with God than, than in my own mind. And so I want to get there, you know, and the way to do that is intimacy for me personally. Again, this is different for everybody. But for me personally, that, that, that you know, just that deep intimacy is, 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 is so important. So for me, that's one of my absolute favorites. Hope that helps. <laughs> that's one of those things that's kind of personal. But, you know, that's, you know, I, I, without, having, without actually playing the songs for you, you know, it's difficult. Um, one of the comments I just saw, I can't really go, I think it's hard to go back there, but Mia, she says she's a newcomer. I think the new generation that's coming like myself and family would like, would love to hear more modern, like music, like Elevation, Vertical Worship, Maverick City Worship, and, you know, Lauren. Uh, yes, I think that, you know, it's so difficult, Mia, because, you know, the church is such a mix and we definitely do. There's some of those songs from Elevation and, and that I really enjoy, Maverick City. Some of them are, 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 have got great worship songs. It's, we try our best to add as much as we can, but it's also very, very important that we, um, you know, that it's very, very important that we we keep the, you know, that that intimacy and and find what's important for, you know, for us. What's important? What's important? When I say for us, what's important for us to be able to connect with God? You know, it's not so much about, you know, what I listen to in my car and, and enjoy listening to my in, in my car. But what, and, and again, this is in no way criticizing Vertical Worship or um, Maverick City or because they have some of, some of them, my favorite intimate worship songs as well. Um, but, it, but, you know, so, you know but, but I want you to understand that we are as a church, you know, absolutely striving for that for that and I don't think we've arrived there's an absolutely no way we have not arrived at all at um, you know at at the perfect place we are definitely striving and working towards you know finding our sound finding what what really works for our congregation you know but ultimately the the idea is what pleases God what does he want us to sing you know and I think I think one of the most important things is that you know what is it that will get the whole congregation to engage in that in that true worship you know where their hearts are truly affected and you know um because worship intimate worship is not just singing intimate worship is actually it's it's, it's where your whole spirit and your whole body and everything is so connected to god you know and and it does take a specific you know certain type of worship or, in, or music to do that you know and and can it be an elevation song absolutely can it be a 
Maverick City song. Yes, I mean, we've sent, we sing some of those songs. We love some of those songs. You know, um, sometimes the band picks a song and I'm like, I don't like that song. <laughs> Just to be totally honest, you know, and and I'll, I'll and I'll tell them. And I've I've gone to Ashley once before when she picked a newer song, and I'll say to her, Listen, I don't really like that song. And she says, Pastor, just stick with it. And then she sticks with it. And then uh, three or four weeks later, I'm like, I actually do like that song now. So, so I'm very, very open, you know, to the band bringing in new new songs. Um, but I've also seen churches that have been very specific, you know, very cautious in how they select their music. You know, songs that connect to God, songs that really, you know, you know, connect, you know, the people to the Lord. And I've seen the difference. And that's what we as a church are looking for. You know, we are looking for that intimate worship that just gets us to break through, you know, where people begin to have, you know, encounters with God, you know, where people begin to have intimacy with God. That's what we're really looking for. Yes. You know, Pam, I just, you know, I've, I've just seen a comment that Pam wrote, you know, um, you know, lyrics are more important. Lyrics are very, very important. Lyrics are extremely important. You know, you know, um, you know, there's there's one of there's one song by by New One um, that I just you know the words the, the words are so good. It's it's a song called I can see your glory, but it's it's you see it's it's about the glory of the Lord and you know we sing hallelujah to Him and it's just very intimate. So again, you know, and and understand you know when you've got twelve year olds in the church and you've got 65 year olds in the church there's going to be a difference there's just no question about that in in opinions of what the worship should be but i can assure you when the worship is really touching the heart of god the 12 year olds and the 65 year olds 70 year olds 80 year olds are all going to be connected to god and that's what we're trying to work towards um all right there's two questions here i want to answer let's see michael simos says pastor your thoughts um, on the fine line of certain lyrics in culture, popularity for uh, so basically, you know, more pop, you know, popular culture type music. Um, again, I think that if it's Christian music and, you know, it may not necessarily be, you know, ideal for praise and worship. I think there's nothing wrong with listening to it, but it may not be ideal for a church service. Remember the church service, we are praising God. We're praising God. We're not singing about our problems. We're praising God. When we came to worship, now we're worshiping God. We're not, you know, again, we're not, you know, there may be some stuff that's in there about us and how we feel, but ultimately it must be worship or praise towards God, if that makes sense. All right. Antonio says, when a pastor is preaching and flowing in the prophetic and the musicians are making sounds that match that atmosphere flowing with the pastor, would you say that this is a mature worship band? Yes, there's no question. Um, Antonio, um, you know, I know, you know, your history and where you come from. And I know that you guys have played, you've played on worship teams before um, that understands activating the gifting that's in an individual. And also I've been in church services actually also where you were before. So I've seen what happens in that atmosphere when, you know, when the band, when the musicians are able to connect, you know, with the spirit, because obviously, you know, if you connect with a pastor that's preaching, you know, he's connected to the spirit, you connected to the spirit. That's why you're all in one flow, you know, so it, there's no question It makes an absolute difference. It makes an absolute difference. Um, the guitarist can can have a sound. The pianist can have a sound that just, you know, makes a big difference. I remember one time, you know, I was busy praying for somebody and I can't remember if they were singing or not singing. The person was singing and playing. And um, there was a Naomi kind of, you know, suggested something and, you know, and and because it was it probably wasn't suitable for that moment. But as soon as the singing stopped, it kind of affected me, you know, um, and that's the importance of being in a flow and not being in a flow. In other words, what I mean by that is, you know, I was flowing with that. And even though it was maybe a little distracting, it, it, it was it affected the flow. So we've got to make sure that, you know, the mature musicians, once they become mature and they're able to really get in that flow. I mean, that's where we're heading. I'm, I'm really believing that God is taking us there as a church. 
you know, to to get there. And 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 and, and I just want to say this. I think you know I see Catherine saying that we have an amazing worship team. This is definitely not tonight to try and say Ocean's Worship, you guys are doing a bad job. It's not the case at all. We have great worship. We have committed worship members that are doing an amazing job. And I absolutely love my worship team so much and I'm so grateful for their commitment and their hard work. And I think we're heading in the right direction. But I really believe that that's what we're doing. We're heading in the right direction. It's the same as my preaching. You know, I want to get better. I want to, you know, bring something that connects people more to God. You know, you know, that's what I always try and do. I try and make my messages, you know, enable people to encounter the Lord. I think that's so important. To me, that is so important. I don't just want to bring a message to bring a message or just bring something to teach something. I want that I want that sermon to make a difference so that someone encounters the Lord. So if we have worship music that encounters people or draws people to God and then the sermon that draws people to God, it should open us up for ministry time that will be absolutely life-changing. And I think that that's where we as a church are heading. You know, as a pastor, I'm always wanting to mature. I'm always wanting to grow. And I believe the band should also always be wanting to mature and wanting to grow. And again, come together in unity. So um, some great questions. Uh, you know, again, this is one of those subjects that there's a lot of different opinions. There's a lot of different, um, you know, uh, uh, ideas. Uh, you know, there are many moving parts. You know, I see Joel speak about the sound guy. Let me tell you, that's probably one of the hardest jobs on the planet because there again, it's too loud, it's too soft, it's too this, it's too that. You know, finding someone that's committed. We've had, um, you know, we've had a sound person, Scott, that's been working with us for years. Totally volunteer, there all the time. Serves like crazy. You know, he's just always been there, always done his best to help. And I really appreciate that. You know, um, he could be doing a hundred other things. You know, he's got so many amazing gifts and, and, and I, I want to use him in other areas. But he's been amazing. Rodney's also you know, been helping and there's other guys that have, you know, served in that ministry, you know, and I thank them so much for that. But yes, it does make a difference. You know, sound has to, you know, again, there has to be unity. There has to be unity between the sound guy and, and the worship team and the pastor. There's a lot of moving parts. And then the congregation has to engage again. So as you can see, it's not that simple. And guys, I promise you, they work hard. The, the worship team works very, very, very hard. Very, very, very hard. Amen. Amen. So I'm going to, uh, just we'll keep going for a couple more minutes. Um, you know, I would I'm going to do something tonight in just a moment. I'm going to I'm actually going to just I'm going to put something on in the background here. You probably won't. Maybe you'll hear it. Maybe you won't. But I'm going to pray with something in the background. One of my favorite worship songs in just a moment. And um, I actually just really feel led to do that right now. I actually just want to do that. You know, I don't even want to talk much anymore. See, there's Michael Simos there's, had made a comment about one of the services where there was a different sound, a frequency that made a difference. Um, you know, it's, 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 it's just one of those things. Now, I want to just show you something. So, so we have been talking now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put on a worship song in the background. I want to show you how things just absolutely change almost immediately. So I don't know if you guys can hear it or not. But this is one of my personal favorite, favorite worship songs. And I'm going to begin to pray in just a moment for you. But you can just hear the, you know, the, just that, that intimacy, you know, just that intimacy towards the Lord. So, Father, tonight in this place, with all my friends and family and those connected to us, Lord, I just pray that, Father, we would have a heart for worship. Because your word says that you are seeking those who would worship you in spirit and truth. I pray, God, that we would be those worshipers, that we would have a heart, Lord, to worship you, to seek after you. 
I pray, God, this 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 night that those connected, Lord, you know, they have had different kinds of weeks and they have different things going on in their lives. I just pray, Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, God. Lord, I pray that that morning prayer would be different for those that are connected, Lord, that, that they would open up in the morning and, and put on worship and begin to get intimate with you, Lord, and let the worship, Lord, let it speak to their hearts. Let it draw them closer to you. I thank you, Father, for the anointing that breaks the yoke, Father. And, and Lord, we see in Scripture, even from the Old Testament, how that worship, how that anointing that comes from worship has the ability to to even remove a distressing spirit lord how many times do we do we see that that lord when we when we have that spirit of heaviness that when we begin to praise you and honor you and worship you how it just lifts father i'm so grateful so grateful that you created music not for the world lord but for you and a way for us to connect to you a way for us to open our hearts towards you god to pour out our hearts and to pour out our love towards you we just love you and thank you father in the mighty name of jesus i thank you you are holy and there is none like you all the glory and honor and praise belongs to you father draw us draw us to you more and more in praise and in worship in the mighty name of jesus in the mighty name of jesus amen amen so that's what happens to me guys as soon as the music turns on as soon as it turns on i just automatically just like you know i just i just automatically just it just changes my heart it just you know and that's what i believe worship is supposed to do you know and and again that's why i have a bit of a problem when people say well you know you shouldn't get emotional well listen I'm going to get emotional because I want to be all in with God in every area, spirit, soul, body, mind, will, emotions, everything. And I just, I, you know, I, I just believe the Lord loves it. He loved it when David did it. He, he you know, he, he, he loves it. He loves it when Jehoshaphat did it, when they did worship and they praised there. There was a breakthrough for them. Throughout scripture, we see these breakthroughs because of praise and worship. And so I really encourage you. You know, thank you for sharing some of your ideas this evening. Some of you have left some comments about different songs. And, and I know a lot of the worship team is actually on here. And we'll take note of some of that. Again, we want the worship for you that are connected to us from oceans. You know, and if you're watching from somewhere else or connecting somewhere else, we will always try and make our worship so that when you do connect with us, to be powerful and to be, you know, something that inspires you and that encourages you. So with that, I'm going to leave you guys. It's, it's almost 8 o'clock. So I pray that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will be upon you this night and that you will be a, 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 a more intimate worshiper when it comes to your worship and your praise with God. I pray His blessing be upon you. We love you and we will see you this weekend and we will see you again uh, next week, same time with a different topic. God bless you. Have a great week.